Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody. Mike Galtieri here with another Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. It's time with Minutes with Mute, of course. We're joined by Scott Mutrin, BC sideline reporter for the Learfield Radio Network, also former QB as well. As we're talking under good times here as BC defeats Army 27-24. to before we get to Scott, I'd like to remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, you got to be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. That's bcfootballgridiron.com for more details. Uh, tailgates, home and away, email newsletter. It's a spot to be. The BC Football Gridiron Club. bcfootballgridiron.com. Okay, with that now, I bring in Scott Mutrin. Scott, overall, a pretty fun day at West Point. Fun day if you like rain. Uh, it was definitely uh, it. It didn't stop for for most of the game, all throughout warmups and everything. It was uh, it was something I haven't seen in a very very long time. It was continuous, and, and at times it was coming down in sheets, literally like sheets of rain. And uh, it was uh, it was tough to throw the football. I think both teams really struggled, as the numbers tell you. But uh, BC came out fast. Um, ends the half with a strong drive to get up 13-3, to and then the second half, fireworks started when the weather cleared up for a brief pocket. Army takes the lead, and then BC uh, is able to get a, a critical stop and make a nice long drive to, to win the game pretty much as time runs out. Yeah, before I get into the game, what was your game plan? How did you handle it on the sidelines? Where were you positioned? I was in the press box. I couldn't really see you down there. <laughs> Yeah, because I was up in the booth because it's tough to be down there with all the equipment you're going to get gotcha. when, it to get when it was coming. So I went down with about four or five minutes left, and that's when it really started coming down. And by the time I got up, I was soaked from head to toe. I still think my clothes are wet today, uh, as a matter of fact. <laughs> it was. I, luckily, I had other clothes. I normally pack that way, so I had other clothes, and I was able to uh, get smart. into some dry clothes in the booth and then, uh, you know, be dry for the ride home, which was key. Yeah, that was key. That was key. That was my first time in West Point as well. A nice venue, though. Nice, you know, I was kind of imagine with blue skies would be better, but overall I thought it was a pretty good atmosphere yeah. at West Point. Yeah, you could see. I've been there before when it was when it was nice, and it's a shame that it was that way. So many people left at halftime because it was just, it was untenable for most people. You're there with young families. There's no way you can sit through that. And then it started to get a little cold in the second half, too. So, um, you know, if it's a day like uh, it was on Sunday or even uh, on Monday like today, it would have been picturesque. But such is life. Everyone had to adapt. Yep, you're right. You're right. Okay, Scott, let's get right into it. Obviously, Casalanos, your thoughts on him? He couldn't really pass, obviously, but four QBs, he's rushing the ball, uh, you know, just an unbelievable game. Uh, your, your thought on the QB play for BC? Yeah, both, both quarterbacks were, were struggling to throw the football uh, with, when the wind kicked up, and then the ball 
I don't think a lot of people understand. It's not just about keeping the ball dry. It's you have a limited amount of balls in which you can uh, check in for a game. And they're trying to rotate them in, and they're trying to keep them dry. But it's impossible to keep them dry when it's coming down the way it was. And then once that happens, um, the balls get heavy. And it's really tough to spin the ball. It's really tough to, to, to get a solid grip on it. Um, it's really tough for the receivers to grab it. So there was just if, – if anyone had to come from behind seriously in that game, whether it was two scores or, or three scores, throwing the football – uh, it would have been tough, but those two offenses are designed to run the ball, and Castellanos was unbelievable with his feet. He made up for it. I think he's probably bummed out because if it was nice day. I think BC had some, some good matchups uh, on the perimeter where I felt they were going to exploit if the weather permitted, but hey, you got to adapt and, and make the next uh, the next game plan go into effect, and the offensive line was outstanding. They were absolutely outstanding, and they, they played well, and, and kudos to them because but, you know, 300 yards rushing is nothing to scoff at. Yeah, you're right, Scott. I was just going to say the same thing from watching from the press box, seeing those holes develop. There were some monster holes. Um, do you think it was just the size differences? Obviously, BC played well, but Army's defensive line was a little bit on the smaller size. Yeah, it's that, but Army commits to, to stopping the run. It's something that gets neglected in, in all of this. And, you know, when you get in games like this, you tend to – when it's focused on just the run, you talk about the offensive line, but it's really key to really focus on the tight ends and wide receivers blocking. Because when you get teams bringing guys down into the box that are committed to stopping the run, you need those guys to commit to blocking. And it's, you know, tight ends, it's somewhat their job, but wide receivers, it's definitely not their main job. So to get them to buy in and to block and to, to be strong at the point of attack, is huge. I think if you watch the, the game, Winning touchdown, you'll see some great wide receiver um, effort on the perimeter to secure it in the run game, and that's needed. It's, it's something that needs to be noted and uh, credited because the BC receivers did a really good job blocking because there was really no chance for them to catch the ball. So back and forth game. BC, I thought, played pretty well at halftime, Scott, up 13-3. I thought they were going to pull away. What did you think would happen there at halftime? Army really made a good stand, three TDs in the second half, and they obviously took the lead. So uh, it was looking a little shaky there in the fourth quarter. Well, I would say two things. Army made some adjustments in their scheme. Um, they saw how BC was trying to defend them, well, in the first half, which they did an outstanding job in the first Um Army made some adjustments to, to what they were seeing from Boston College and put them in some binds defensively. And that causes that causes some big plays, and you got to make some adjustments there. And then, two, the tough part of playing that offense is it's, it's new because it's a little combination. Uh, it's outside of what the, the bone, the flex bone that they used to run, and now they're running it out of shotgun. But the tough part of that defensively is that it's boring because you have to do your job every single time. And Army really capitalizes on people's um, inability to stay boring and do the same thing over and over again and eventually get someone to break, that someone's going to blow responsibility or do something like that. So when people freelance on defense versus that offense, they're going to make you pay. And they did a couple times. And that's just the nature of that game because it's very, very boring defensively. You have to do the same thing every single time, take on the same blockers, do the same thing, and it can wear you, uh, especially in a game where the conditions are terrible and all of that. So I think they, they took advantage of that in the second half. But kudos to 
end. Um, and they were able to get the ball back and allow the offense to make one last drive. Yeah, talking to Vinny De Palma post game, he said the same thing. It had to be mental vision, mental discipline there, guard you know guarding the Army offense and the the triple option from the shotgun. So you're right there, Scott. Uh, then switching gears, BC's defense. I thought they played pretty well, especially the first half. Uh, but you mentioned staying disciplined. How do you grade out the entire uh, unit for the BC defense? Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Oh, they did well. They had a good they had a good first half, which combined with a great second half against Virginia. They just they just need to find a way to do it consistently for 60 minutes. Um, the adjustments made by Army put them in some some binds, and and they were able to capitalize on some big plays. But you know they did a good job tackling. They did a good job getting to the ball. So I. I, I was I was happy with the performance, and then you know they made kudos Army for making the adjustments. But I was happy that the defense actually, when they know they needed to make one stop, that they were able to do it, and I think that's huge to be able to, to get that one stop and get the offense the ball back after they were stopped on fourth and two was huge. That's a that's a difference maker. Yeah, no question about it. Would you notice the late substitutions by BC's defense? Kind of. What was the whole take on that? Uh, a lot of plays were, a lot of, you know, delays in starting. Well, here's the, here's the thing on that is that every once the offense makes a personnel adjustment, the defense are allowed to counteract. That's yep. one of the rules that they put in, into place. So Army did a couple late substitutions, and with that, BC wants to take advantage of that. And if you notice in the last drive of the game, Army did it late, and BC just switched for the sake of switching so that it would kill the play clock and force the delay a game. So there's some of the mental gymnastics that go with that that add to it as well. Yeah, so that, that was a little bit of a choppy part of it. But uh, so overall, BC now 3-3 three and three for winners of two straight, first time winning two straight since 2021. Uh, just talk big picture. What does this mean now of the bye week now and then UConn, excuse me, Georgia Tech, then UConn? You know, there's some winnable games here. Well, just talk about what this swing means for, uh, for BC. It's always good to go into a bye week after a win. Uh, halfway through the season, now you're able to probably get some injuries that they need to probably shore up there on both sides of the football. It's good to take stock of where they're at. I think they have a great view of what their identity is and the team that they want to be. Uh, they've played in, in, in inopportune uh, climate conditions, to say the least, many times this year. So hopefully that clears up in the uh, second half of the year. But you, you have a good idea. You have a strong offensive line with a dynamic quarterback that can make some plays with his feet. Obviously, as Castellanos is leading the nation um, in rushing for quarterbacks. Uh, but they also have the ability to throw the football uh, with, some, with some dynamic playmakers on the outside. Uh, defensively, they've, they've made some changes. They've made some adjustments in, in personnel and scheme, and they're, they're starting to really kind of come around to that and, and get a little more consistent there. So I think the challenge for them in the second half of the season is to have consistent effort for 60 minutes because you've seen that they can play with anyone or they can play down anyone. So it's, it's that ability to find that consistent performance and, and be able to do that for a full football game because that type of team is, is a pretty good team. Um, and, 
they never make it easy, right? They've played six games, and five of them have been one-score games. So it's never for the faint of heart. If you have indigestion or heart problems, I would not recommend watching BC because they're either going to give you a heart attack or they're going to make you nauseous. But uh, that's what makes it exciting. <laughs> and that Louisville loss has actually looked pretty good. They gave Notre Dame a pretty good run there. They obviously beat them. So Louisville looks pretty legit. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they did. Um, they it, did. Louisville did really well. That was an impressive effort from Louisville. So, uh, you know, they, they really uh, put Notre Dame's offensive line in the bind, which surprised me because uh, that, that uh, Notre Dame offensive line looked really good to me against Ohio State. So I was surprised to see that, to say the least. So they're definitely a team to watch. Just going back to Castellanos as a former QB yourself, Scott, are you a little worried? Obviously, he's doing great with the amount of rushing he's doing and the attempts and the hits he's taking as a QB. Does that kind of make you nervous? No, I mean, he plays a game in which I am unfamiliar with. It was definitely not my style. Um, (laughs) He's a dynamic kid, and although he's not tall in stature, he is very thick. He's an athletic kid that can uh, move around quite, quite well. And he does a good job of avoiding those big hits, to his credit. He knows when it's time to get down. He knows when it's time to to not take those big shots. So although he's running the ball, what I would say, a great amount, he does a good job of avoiding those big hits. Okay, so BC 3-3 has a bye week. Uh, Scott, like, first of all, last week you gave, how did your dinner go on Friday night at West Point? How would you grade out the entire off-the-field experience at West Point Army? Oh, it was great. I mean, I got to see my former high school coach, um, another uh, my head coach, uh, Chuck Kyle, and uh, another coach of mine, Jim Cahill, and their wives. Who were, uh, It was great. We had a great dinner in Jersey on Friday night. Um, went to a place called the Hackensack Brewery, um, and that was afterwards, uh, after dinner. So it was, it was very nice. It's good to see them. It was great to see uh, Mike Buddy, who is an also a good high school friend who's the AD, at Army, was able to spend some time with him pre-game and post-game for a little bit. So I was really, you know, really lucky in that in that aspect and uh, had a great time, minus the weather and everything else. So um, great to see some old friends who I haven't seen for a long period of time and catch up. I've had uh, two two road games so far and two former uh, high school friends that I've seen so far. I don't know if I have any. I might have somebody in Georgia Tech that I'll see. So hopefully I can keep the high school connection uh, going forward in, in Georgia Tech. There you go. Life on the road. And how was your drive home back to Boston, Chestnut Hill area? Oh, well, it was, quite, it was quite entertaining. I drove home with Meter and his two sons, uh, Ben and Nick. Um, as you can see, if you saw my post-game video, uh, <laughs> the both the Meter Perel boys were cashed in the back seat. But <laughs> we had a good time. Got to see what Meter eats on the road, which is absolutely hilarious. But uh, it, was, it was a really good time. What, and, is he, uh, what does he eat? What, is, what does he eat? Oh my God! He had he had these gummy things that looked like Swedish fish. He had <laughs> a lot of icebreakers. He was eating combos. It was something I've never seen a grown man eat, but uh, it was a good time. We had a blast. He did a great job fighting through the rain. There you go. There you go. And if, yeah, for me too, it was a great day. I caught the hockey game afterwards in Hamden, yeah. Connecticut. Saw the you know Quinnipiac raised the title uh, the banner, but then BC came back and won in overtime. So. One of those, you know, really, really good BC days. And some, as you know, Scott, with the ACC now, you don't get these local games as much as you did. So it's really a lot of fun. No, you must have had a great day. I'm really happy, kind of jealous for you. I was able to get home. I was home to see the second period and the third period and watch it with my boys. There you um, go. It was awesome. 
We had a we had a great time watching it. Very exciting. A lot of talent there. Quinnipiac's not an easy team to play against. Obviously, they're an older team, tougher team. Um, BC's got a lot of young stars that got their their first college hockey experience, and they did a great job. Kudos to to that team. Um, what way to battle on the road to get a tough win there? That was that was very impressive. I think you're going to see a lot of great things from that hockey team. Exciting times. All right, Scott, enjoy the bye week. We'll talk to you a little bit. Uh, Georgia Tech in two weeks. Sounds great. Thanks, Mike. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.